We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Ken and Curtis, live from MGM Springfield for Red Sox Winter Weekend on WEEI. All right, at Winter Weekend in Springfield, Mass., it is the Ken and Curtis Show. Ken Laird, along with my good friend, Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis, who asked all the hardballs in that one. Good job by you. I, I, it was a, I thought it was best we could do in that setting. I think the fact that Sale, I mean, not like, he's never looked injured, actually, when you've looked at him. He totally disappeared after the fall. Um, so it was a, I, I, I think. The job of Cora is to sell the team to themselves first and then to the fans, and they seem in good spirits. If, if Sale is healthy, which has been an if we've been saying basically his entire career here, mm-hmm. the entire team is different. Totally. He held his left hand up, flexed it for us, and right. uh, that's good. good and he put some, I thought it was nice he put some bomb <laughs> on there. That's very polite. I did not. I but did not. it was a uh, – who was the guy, Chris Price? Who was the – remember that? Oh, Chris Price and James Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was that – was, uh, That was that a new was. low. Uh, anyway, so I thought it was a – you know, if I'm a Sox fan, I enjoy that. If I'm looking for optimism, it is in the left arm of Chris Sale. If he is healthy, then everything else is a little bit better. Right, and, because then they follow with, okay, Pavetta, who's going to join us at 11, and Kluber, who they've just added. What about you, the guy from Seattle? That was yeah, injured last. Paxton. Is he going to yeah, be ready? He's in the mix with Bayo and you know, your guy, Bayo Whitlock. Well, Cora mentioned Bayo. He did. I mean, it's a ba- baby Pedro. Some have called him. Hey, if you're looking for a uh, something to inspire you, you had the fans booing the entire front office yesterday <laughs> because they don't think you're very good. So. Was it the entire? I don't think Cora gets booed. No, Cora is well. That's that's why it's. I've always felt that maybe he does, but he should wield more power in the in the roster building of the organization. Mm-hmm. He's well. Was, that was one of your first questions, basically. How right. involved are you in roster building, in a, in a manner of speaking? Right. And they both kind of laughed at that because I think he is, and he's very passionate about it, obviously, and should be. Question is, how much actual power is he in these decisions? You right. Know? And the thing that made the '04 through oh whatever 2011 when Francona left successful was that you had accountability you had terry francona who after winning in 04 had clout you had theo epstein young up-and-comer you had larry lucchino you had these three entities that were you know get people who disagree in a room it makes you sharper it clearly points out weaknesses and thought that you may have not seen blinded by your own theory to begin with and if cora and haim are, are doing that that's not that's good if they disagree open or in openly to one another not to the media 
then that makes them better. And so if that's the case, I mean, Cora last year was floating through some people that he wanted to be a GM one day, which struck me as a guy that was trying to make it clear that he wanted to be more involved in the roster building process. And if that's the case, then that's good. Let's go to the phones. You can join us there, 617-779-7937. Let's go to uh, Justin first up today. Uh, yeah, there you go. Thank you, Joe. Hi. Uh, Hi, Justin. You, Je- hey, gentlemen. Great show, as always. I just want to say, I think it's rather ridiculous that the fans boo John Henry and the ownership group. They've not only been the most successful organization in baseball since they purchased the team, bringing us four World Series, they've spent money. They've spent money on David Price. Chris Sale, arguably the worst contract in baseball history. He's going to be injured. This team's going to stink. But if you really want vitriol, it should all go to Heim Bloom, who signed Trevor Story, who was injured at the time and everybody knew it, overextending Xander Bogarts. And now for this team, he signed an aging, mediocre closer who's more likely to have a 5 ERA than 3 ERA. So Heim Bloom deserves all the blame. Thank you, Justin, for the call. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I just like with, with the Patriots and when Brady left, it's, it's Robert Kraft who decided to side with Bill. When you, the, when you own the team, you get the final say. And uh, John Henry, whether or not he's making day-to-day decisions, he is endorsing the work of Heim Bloom by keeping him in his position. Thereby, I believe that, of course, he deserves it. At the end of the day, John Henry makes the most money if they win, and he gets the most credit, and he should get blame if they don't. That's sort of how the work the world works. Yeah. Well, so that doesn't mean that they might not use Bloom as a, a fall guy if things go badly, though. Right. Like well, the organization I mean, may even may even go that route. Dave Dombrowski was a year removed from the greatest season the organization has ever had, and he was fired. Okay. So if that can happen, then of course Heim Bloom can lose his job. My concern is that they keep going halfway into these rebuilds and then they change course. So you're really just nothing. So if you believe in Heim Bloom, and I believe that they do, then enable him to do what it is he thinks is best for the team with obvious consult- consultation throughout. But you can't do the, we're not going to spend on a quarter on a, um, a 30-year-old pitcher and then give $217 million to David Price. Or we're not going to give $30 million to a pitcher and let John Lester go and then overpay for the mistake. There should be some sort of non-schizophrenic approach, which has basically been plaguing the team for the last eight years. Would you disagree with that? Uh, as you were saying that, our, our man Coop posted video of, on the WEI Sox booth Instagram of Cora flexing the left hand. Oh. So I'm captivated by that. I'm, I'm watching it back. On you mean Sale. Cora's left hand, oh, yeah. I think, has been fine. Correct, yes. Sale. Okay, good. Good job. Very good job by Coop. Nailed it. I mean, that's the whole. That's you can go home now. Yeah, I you got, mean, you got a picture of Sale flexing the left hand, and you're obvious prone to support lefties. So. <laughs> In a nutshell, what did you just say? Because I wasn't not listening. Uh, I don't even remember. I, I, <laughs> I'm just trying to vamp while you're like gazing at some Instagram posts. Why don't you set the scene here? Ticket Town is right in front of us. You were here early this morning. Yep, Ticket Town. You got uh, all the championship banners hanging from the rafters. And if you go to Ticket Town, Ken Laird is buying the first 500 tickets today with not, his new he job. Is not. So that's enjoy that. Uh, no, it's a it's a full place mass mutual center. This place is gigantic. Mm-hmm. So behind us was where they had the forum that they're now closing because they're going to remain everything as it was last night for the biggest <laughs> night of Red Sox fans in history as they were booing the owner of the team in person. Um, but there is places to go to fast pitch. You can steal home. Mm-hmm. Big scene. Ken said he th- can throw it 82 miles an hour, which I said BS on. Uh, Tim Wakefield's teaching how to throw a knuckleball next door. It's a whole. It's a whole to do. What's Bradford doing over there? Uh, Bradford was waiting for you to ask him up here. He's literally behind the <laughs> behind the set. <laughs> we'll get him up here at some point. Sam Kennedy is going to join us here in the short term. 
What is more likely, Chris Sale pitches 30 starts or the Jaguars win today? Oh, jeez. I pray to God the Jaguars Sale. win. Sale. Sale, 30 starts. He looked good. I'm convinced. That is the dumbest This answer. happens to me every time I get sucked back. You ever go to spring training and you talk to these oh, guys and, you're, and then you, you're like, you come out of there thinking 95 wins? I, I, I used to walk around thinking David Hazelbaker would be the next big thing, but <laughs> unfortunately. I remember we had so many kids growing up that were going to be the next thing. And when they traded Carl Pavano, I remember people losing their ever-loving mind. And Brian Rose for Pedro Martinez. They thought it was, you know, people well, here. Brian Bale, and you ripped me for the Bale love last year. That was exciting. But I don't remember, like, hearing a ton about John Lester. I remember hearing a ton about uh, Buckholtz. He pitched against Roger Clemens in a spring training game. Peter Gammons was all gaga over that. I remember that very well. Craig Hansen was one of those guys. Daniel Bard, who they ruined. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, it's such a if – you, if you hit on 30% of your top prospects – you're a great general manager. So seven of the ten of these guys that we've been talking about mm-hmm. will likely fail in living up to the potential. Chris Sale said he's been in the minors the last three years. He's seen them. That's not a good sign that he's been in the minors. <laughs> well, he's been scouting. Let him, leave him alone. I mean, it's I, I literally would have a rule where Chris Sale would be bubble boy. <laughs> like He would never leave the house. Only Like lock him down COVID 30, style. 30 starts. I like it. Because the Jags ain't winning today. Oh God, I hope there's to no God. chance. Doug, Zero Doug chance. Peterson, he upset the Patriots. That's in the true. Super Bowl. Peterson does have. He's like four and one when like a what, heavy. What dog. will they say if the Chiefs don't make the Super Bowl this year? Oh, How can oh. you continue to talk about them like they're a dynasty when they've won Jack? I mean, no, they'd get ripped. Oh God, I hope the if Jacks the Eagles win. reach the Super Bowl, even if they don't win it, and the Chiefs don't, they're a bigger dynasty than the Chiefs have been. Right, dynasty on the line today. Oh, well, I thought it was on the line last year. Who are you rooting for, Bengals and uh, oh, Bills. Bills? Really? Bills. Yeah. I, you dislike I, the Bengals? No, nothing against the Bengals. I love Josh Allen. I love the story. I love their fans. It's been a hell of a year in Buffalo. I think they just, they feel like the 4 sucks. Whew. They've had a lot of things thrown their way. They've lost so many close Team games. Team of destiny. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why they're building a stadium for $2 billion that doesn't have a dome on it in the <laughs> middle of New York. But nonetheless, uh, I root for them. I, I hate the people that cover them, but I like their fans. All right, a winter weekend, Kenny Curtis. Sam Kennedy joins us coming up. Here's who, are you, Joe. who are you rooting for, 49ers-Giants? Uh, I mean, 49ers-Cowboys. 49ers. I can't root for the Cowboys. Yeah. I rooted for Brady over the Cowboys I know. last week. I, I totally get the Cowboys. It blew up in my face. Why can't they show the losing owners? I don't want to see Jerry Jones <laughs> humping his son's leg. Like, Can we show the owner that's firing someone? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hard to speak over the national anthem here, Curtis. But I will do so. It's Kenneth Curtis, winter weekend in Springfield. Good choice by Braverman. Braverman brings the tunes. He's got you trending. Coop Leonard here, hard at work. He is putting a short gift together of Chris Sale flexing that left hand. So okay. you don't have to wait through the whole eight-minute uh, sit-down with Chris Sale. If you missed it last hour, you have lost go back on the Odyssey app. Your attention span, we have traded attention spans. Like... Every segment now, you're, like, trying to find the worst angle of a picture with me with, like, a random person, and then you're sending it to 50,000 people. And we just got a here. great one of you talking to some young child who looks terrified. Okay. He looks absolutely frightened. Yeah. His father is obviously a fan. No, he, was, he was looking at the lineup you put together at EEI. <laughs> Which includes you, by the way. Yeah. So bad move. <laughs> Easy on that. Uh, yeah, so we are here. It is, it's locked and loaded. Baseball everywhere. I love it. We're talking socks. We have Sam Kennedy coming by. So I just had a gentleman look me in the eye. His name's Bob. He said, I am a huge listener of the show. I've been listening to you guys forever. You need to ask Sam Kennedy, if they finish in last place, will they lower ticket prices? I don't think I'm going to ask that. <laughs> I don't think this is the setting to say, if you finish in last place again, what's going to happen? So well, maybe I'll say I'll answer. I'll ask that next year, should that be the case. Well, the ticket price question was asked last night at the – Fan Fest Deus Q and A, the, yeah. the the infamous booing with John Henry on stage, and I think that's what got him sort of. That's a trigger uh, word phrase for fans. If their answer is maybe I don't know, Joe. If you have that clip, we can play it. You know, but their answer, of course, is we. It's expensive to pay for a team, right? You know, there we have. You know, obviously, Fenway is what it is. Doesn't seat sixty thousand. Ticket prices are high. They put it. They and they do spend every year, which you know, to the last caller. Who called in was defending John Henry? Uh, Justin <coughs> said that very thing. You know, they and you can't deny that they do spend to the upper levels. Yeah, of and the I, I don't remember. I mean, I might be wrong, but when I was getting out of college in 0407, I don't think people were up in arms about the cost of going to Fenway because they were contending. I mean, even 08, they won in 07, they won in 0408. I think Doug, they lost in Game Seven of the LCS to the Rays. So it wasn't exactly like they weren't contending. What you had last year was. A last place finish with the highest ticket price in baseball. Mm-hmm. It is it is an awful combination. So if there is not market improvement, then obviously fans will say, you know, I get that we're not going to pay what they charge at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. We're in a bigger market. Everything's more expensive here. But we shouldn't be $30 more for a family of four to go to a game than it is for Yankee Stadium or City Field. That, well, I think, is reasonable. But you would, would you not disagree? I mean, Fenway is top three park experience in America. Oh, it's, I love Fenway. It's a, it's a historic... Fenway's exponentially better than Wrigley Field. I don't think there's a close... I don't know I, Oh, my God. Wrigley Wrigley sucks. Wrigley is a... Wrigley does not it's, suck. I was just if you remove the baseball stadium and just had Old Milwaukee, it'd be the same thing. You're not even... Nobody gives a damn about what's going on the field. No, They're in the bag. It's great. It's great. The, so was Fenway. There, there wasn't even... I was there in... Oh, when was it? It was my bachelor weekend. Whatever the hell it was. We went out for Sox Cubs. And there isn't even rep- replay screens. Like, there was the ones that That's they used charming. to have at Fenway right. that were, like, the ones on the airplane. What's wrong the, with that? It's like a slice of time. So when you go to a ball game and you, there's a close play, you don't want to see it if it was safe or out? 
Everywhere you go in this world, there's screens everywhere that you look. You can't right. get away from it. Especially at stadiums where it's, you're betting on the team. <laughs> you have a phone to do that. It's charming. It's not charming. Just calm down. Your anxiety so, so drives do you, you. So if you went to an old hotel that had no Wi-Fi, you'd find it charming? Uh, sometimes, yes. That's sometimes. called a boutique hotel. <laughs> you case, would not find that. it charming if you didn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> what are you talking you're about? You're too wrapped up in your phone. Wrigley's great. But, You've but been the, in but your phone since we arrived. Well, I'm taking – there's great pictures of you. I just posted this one of this if terrifying If you post kid. that one again, I swear to God, I will quit on the spot. I just t- posted it too late. So let's get Bradful in here if you're quitting. Oh, good. Uh, but the original point is Fenway is – it costs more because it's a great place to go. People want to go there. It's supply and demand. Right. Aren't you the OG, you know – Capitalist? Right-leaning capitalist? I yes. Am not, I'm, I'm right down the middle. You mm-hmm. and I both are Switzerland. Libertarian? Yeah, I own it. Libertarian is what you say when you don't want to be saying you're conservative. <laughs> uh, no, I think it is odd, but this is but this is the the public that are the consumers. So if the consumer is booing the price, well, it's the consumer obviously that's having a tough time getting in, right? Or or maybe not. Maybe they go once a year and it's but but it's also like you can go to the bleachers for nine bucks. Love a good bleacher, fun. But it's also you love a good bleacher. I used the, to, I used to love to go to the bleachers. Yeah, used to when you were five. What's the last time you sat no, in the bleachers? If, if I was a, a here, still, we go, man. Dover man of the people was going to tell you when he was last in the bleachers. I would go to the bleachers out of college. We would go. A buddy of mine would get pie eyed and sit in the bleachers. <laughs> but it's it's not a bad. The bleachers at Fenway, especially like section thirty six. Mm-hmm. You probably don't even know the sections of the bleachers. Oh, sure, no more. Uh, what's the left field side? What are those sections there, Chief? Eight. Nope, wrong. Twenty. 26, 28, anyway. So, um, nonetheless, it's a good take, and it's great that they have a student night. They should continue that. But if I think it was still this past year like 400 bucks for a field box seat, which, I don't know. To bring a family to a field box seat, you want to spend $2,000 and they lose 7-2? to two? By the way, quick aside. The NFL, which yeah. you and I both believe is coming. Correct. We d- denies it. What will those tickets? Was it going to be Super Bowl like two thousand bucks a ticket? Yeah, for the final four there. It's going to be so if they're smart, they will do like uh, what's the one George Alla the biggest cocktail party every year they you have. Can't call it that anymore. That's oh, been, that's been banned. Oh, sorry, the biggest uh, Florida Georgia. It's the O'Doul's Bowl. <laughs> um, they at the Florida Georgia line. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so they have it. They they split it or the uh, the one that's always at the Texas State Fair, the Red River Shootout, Oklahoma, Texas, yep. something like that, where you'll have. 20% will be corporate. You'll have the suites. So, like, you know, that's what the big difference is. People are saying the stadiums are all the same. The, the current Bills Stadium, whatever it's called, used to be Ralph Wilson, probably has 30% of the suite slash premium seating that is available at the SoFi, Mercedes-Benz-style stadiums. So they'll make all their money in that. But Wiggy is right. It will totally render meaningless the regular season no, and home not. field advantage. The Chiefs. You'll get one game home field advantage. Right. No. If you're the number one seed, yep. you, you are the only one in your conference that gets a bye. But that's going to change because you and I both well know it's going to be eight teams that make it in. Okay. They'll go, to, they'll go to a four. Okay. So you'll have one of two teams who has a bye. I don't know about that. I think they're going to do just one plays eight, two plays seven. No, 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 no. Four no, games no, no. on Wild Card Weekend no, no, in each no. conference? No, no, no. You don't no. think so? Oh, that's coming. They, they are not getting rid of the bye. They can't get rid of the bye. If they get rid of the bye, I agree with you. So you think they can get rid of home field in the title game, but they won't get rid of the bye. They right. can do anything. It's far more valuable to have a bye than to have home field advantage. Not for the NFL. It's far more valuable to have an extra game, a, a full extra game, two extra games what? on Wild Card Weekend. No, I'm not talking about value. I know. You're talking about the teams. What, what is more important, home field or a bye? A bye. Okay, so that's all. As long as they keep the, if they get rid of the buy, then I agree with you. 
Okay. Then, then you're right. If they if they say that there's no longer a bye, then the re- the regular season. Because if you look at the final week of the regular season, I just sounded like Wiggy. If you look at it, but <laughs> the, the the how many games that weekend were actually big games? You had the Bills Patriots. That was really big for the Bills because of the first return home after the Demar Hamlin injury. Yep. Um, but you really, in general, Chargers Steelers. There were a couple teams that it mattered. For. Right. There was like three. Yeah. If there if there was the normal bye, there would have been seven or eight. So, and if there wasn't a bye, then nobody would have given a damn. You had the, I mean, because you had the Bucks who won the division who didn't need to win the game. They played their backups for three quarters. Yeah. You had, I mean, I was flying home that day. There was no good games that were on. So well, I hope you're right. I hope they keep a bye, but I also hope they keep the title games at home sites, and that is going away. And I'm a moron because I didn't know the football in the 70s when it was 14 games. Did they have byes for the playoffs then? Or is this always been the case, or did they not always have a bye? I don't think they did. I think they went right to, like, the divisional round. Okay. It was before wild cards. So then you might be right. I hadn't even seen that speculated that they would get rid of the bye. If they get rid of the bye week, then that is dumb, dumb, dumb. But they're just indestructible. The NFL is indestructible. Well, the thing that I saw, I said this to Greg this week. So I'm watching the game last weekend, the wild card Dolphins-Bills game. And this is how short our attention span is. One of the Bills linebackers, I don't remember. It wasn't Milano. It was another guy. And there was a Dolphin, like, I think Waddle, who was trying to get a catch – Skylar Thompson threw this doctor of medicine ball that was leading him right into him, and the linebacker just freaking demolished him. And for a second, he was kind of down. And in Buffalo, a team that just had a player who was dead for a second on the field, they're going nuts, they're celebrating. It was like I was thinking in the moment of DeMar Hamlin, thinking that this is going to change the direction of the NFL, and I am just a buffoon. No matter what happens. It's gone in like a week. Every storyline just dissipates in like a week. Totally. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Kenny Curtis, Sam Kennedy, the president and CEO, expected to join us here shortly for your Red Sox at Winter Weekend out here in Springfield. Curtis took uh, made some round. You, did you walk last night to the casino? Or you yeah, just- I walked to the casino from um, where you put me. I think I was staying in Holyoke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a uh, really nice time. It wasn't too crowded. I thought I would have a tough time getting to a uh, yeah, blackjack table. How were table the tables? That- they weren't that packed at 5 o'clock? I mean, 5 o'clock was really the, um, you know, I- I'm sure it was a little more. Did you go? No, you didn't go at all? I didn't even go at all. Yeah. got here too late. I- I Plus bankrupted. you went to bed. Yeah, I went to bed at 8. It was freaking What's awesome. Happening? I got eight hours of sleep. I haven't had that in uh, six months. Uh, well, time to talk to a president. So oh. you be on your best behavior. Hey, Sam, how are you? How is the Sam Kennedy-Chris Curtis relationship right now? I mean, Sam's on often through the season in the front office report, and, you know, you always bomb in from the, behind the glass. And oh, Sam, I don't know how Sam takes that, but look you, at this. usually Wait, with a plum. Look at the setting yeah. the scene inaccurately from Ken Laird, the brand manager <laughs> of WEEI. Hey, congratulations on Thank the big you, uh, yep. promotion. Huh? Thank you very much. It's great. No, great you guys, thanks for being here. Um, it's just great to have people together celebrating baseball showing us the passion last night was awesome it's what you expect when you have a last place finish the worst thing you could have is apathy right and um haven't been around a long time you 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 sort of you see the reaction to your on-field performance and it's usually a bit of a delayed take because we don't get together in november december so they let us know that the nation is restless and there's one way to sort of change the tide and it's pretty simple you got to win baseball games. Yeah, and Sam, you know, obviously growing up not far from Fenway Park, you know the, the fan base well. I started the show today saying it was a great day <laughs> for Red Sox fans and the team because, as you alluded to, indifference is the enemy. That's it. And for fans to come here, I was saying to Ken, I got in last night and walking around Springfield, it was everywhere. Sox fans have taken over the town. 
and I'm getting ready for bed, and I see the, the conversations last night. And that's great yeah, to, to have totally. fans, and it's a, you know, a unique opportunity that I don't think the other three teams do, which is the whole decision-making group was on a stage in front of the people paying to go to the games. And I, I, uh, I, I mean, I know your reaction probably was, you know, we, we don't want this to continue. We want to improve <laughs> yeah. this. But um, in general, that has to be something that you welcome. Yeah, we do. We have to welcome it. And we have to be accountable when things don't go well because we're up there getting crazy applause. And, you know, everyone's patting you on the back when you win and you do well. When you don't do well, you need to own it. And you need to acknowledge that there is one way to turn the tide. And that's to make the right decisions uh, that are going to lead you back to playing baseball in October uh, and hopefully get on track for another World Series championship. But you're right. And listen, so many fans, you know, they come up to me afterwards. Oh, I'm sorry. There were some people booing. I'm like, hey. There's one way to change it, and we know what to do. And probably the only person that was, you know, really upset that, that we were getting booed was my mom. You know, <laughs> I mean, look at the end of the day, these are the, my my fans, our, our fans, our, our families. They understand because we're New Englanders. We know, right? This is what it's all about. Um, when you don't uh, deliver on what your promises are, you're going to hear about it. And so it's up to us to deliver. We need to stand up take the criticism when it comes and we'll take the glory if and when it uh, comes hopefully it comes sooner rather than later uh, but it was a great night and I'm really appreciative not only of the people coming the fans but our players I mean they came in from all over the world literally uh, to be here it was important to them to show up and to sort of kick off the 2023 season in a social fun way they had it, it went late last night. The guys were having a great time. Um, most of them were losing money. Uh, but it was, a, it was a great way to start uh, what hopefully will be a fun 2023 season. Sam, do, do the fans have an impact on how you guys act? Uh, do you react directly to what they're telling you? For instance, there's kind of been a narrative that John Henry was at, was at the Winter Classic, and there were a lot of fans that were vocal there, and then very shortly thereafter, Rafael Devers was extended. Was there a cause and effect there? And, you know, things like last night, do you then – put that in the memory bank and well we're going to do x y and z because of it yeah great question i mean it's impossible not to sort of understand the fan reaction and be in touch with them and and again especially those of us who who grew up around here as fans and then went into sports because we because we are fans um i can tell you you know yet you, you try to not be driven by sort of near-term immediate decisions that will please a certain individual or a person. You have to make the right decisions for the short-term and the long-term. Specifically to your question about Rafi Devers, um, I think the first proposal that we exchanged with his agents uh, at post-season, or many proposals exchanged going back many years, um, was October 25th, uh, and a $331 million deal over 11 years does not come together after a puck drop at a winter classic and, uh, you know, get done you know, overnight. So it was a long, there was a lot of back and forth. We had, um, I think there were 12 or 13 proposals exchanged uh, and, and really glad that it got done. So the timing was definitely coincidental because it was a long time coming. But we, we had actually set New Year's as sort of a, a, a deadline just because there was no deadline. When you have a player under control, he's going to that last year, it's actually harder from a negotiation perspective because there's not really a time where a deal has to be done by. We talked about spring training, and then we said, you know what, let's try and get this done or not done faster and, and earlier because there's so many other pieces 
with the off season that we have to get done. So uh, we were glad to be able to get Rafi extended, and um, he's you know glad he's here, and, and we're going to be building around him for a long, long time. It's fair to say there there were some reports that well, I think one said galaxies apart. They're, fair to say there were some inaccurate reports around that time. Well, you know it's it, it's hard because uh, what, you know what what's your definition of a galaxy apart? You know, I, I don't. My negotiations I, with Ken, we yeah. put galaxies apart. <laughs> It'll stay that way. I understand that. Um, yeah, the, look, there's these deals, and again, when when a player is not a free agent, right, and there's not a blind auction system, and you just empirically know, look, this is what I could get from the San Diego Padres or the Seattle Mariners or the Boston Red Sox. When you're not allowed to engage with other teams it is really hard to come up with the, that sort of right value. You're comping to uh, other players, and you can have disagreements over that. It's, it's really hard, but I'm, I'm just really glad we were able to match up ultimately and get it done. Yeah, on that topic, obviously, if you asked, I think, 100 Red Sox fans a year ago today, you can have one for the next 11 years. I think more than 50% would say I would take Devers because of his age, nothing against Xander Bogarts, for the next 11 years. Yeah. And so I just never understood the approach with Xander, which was so over the top about his imminent need to remain a Red Sox, which A, creates less leverage for you guys, and B, was something that it didn't seem to jive with the story signing and other things. So I guess I think part of the booing from my perspective last night was related to the messaging that the fans have been getting. And A, how can you fix that? And B, how can you do more to ensure guys like Xander or Mookie or Lester remain where they have performed in one championships? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question and, and, and a great point. Um, I think maybe we were guilty of just being too open and honest about our love and <laughs> for, for Xander Bogarts. This is a guy who, you know, and I, I, you guys probably know him pretty well, but he is um, just such a special person and, and had been with the organization since he was 17 years old. And we really did want to try and, and keep him a, a, a part of the organization for the rest of his career up until the San Diego winter meetings. We all know what, what he ended up getting. And right. we just weren't, we weren't, we, galaxies apart might be uh, appropriate for um, where those conversations went. Um, and so maybe if, if you look back and say, well, you know, what mistakes did we make? Maybe we were just too over the top about our desire uh, to extend him, but those feelings were truthful. We really did want to extend him, um, and you know, in the end, we didn't. So that's on us. Um, so I guess if there's a lesson learned, maybe that's that's um, a lesson. And you, and you taught you meant you mentioned a few other sort of Red Sox homegrown players that that we weren't or haven't been able to sign longer term. I, I've been thinking a lot about that. You know, look, that's why this fan base is the best fan base in the world because we love our. Our players so much in, in 21 years here there's some guys we weren't able to match up on jacoby ellsbury johnny damon pedro i mean think about that now I remember Pe- pedro is one of the most important pieces of our organization now he was just spent three days with us in our organizational meeting so beloved players you mentioned john lester who we haven't been able to match up with and then you've got guys like david ortiz and dustin pedroia and jason veritek tim wakefield guys that we were able to match up with and now Rafi Devers so that is the hardest part 
of running a professional sports team is when you have beloved players that are beloved by the fans, that are beloved internally, when you're not able to make a deal and they move on. That For me, that's the hardest part. And, and I tell people all the time I would be a terrible general manager uh, or chief baseball officer because, you know, I, I, I love the, 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 the town and the players, and I am as guilty as anyone, maybe more so of falling in love with players, especially players who have been a part of, of winning a World Series championship. I mean, for me, it was really hard to see Kyle Schwarber go, for example. Right. I knew he was a guy that wanted to be here. Um, fit in so well. And, and he fit in so well, and, and we didn't match up with him on a long-term extension. We tried. Um, he obviously went to Philly. We all saw what happened. That's just a little example of you see guys who you know want to be here above all else, and that, that happened to be the case with Rafi Devers. And, and you don't want to lose that. When you have guys that want to be here and you're not able to get it done, that's, that, that hurts. And I think that what you alluded to several in there that I remember, as you must remember, the days following Pedro's departure. Yeah. I mean, you listen to EI those days, it yeah. was like the world, the sky's falling. Yep. And everybody moved on because the team won. Yep. And so the path of this organization with Bloom and yourself and John and Tom, is, there, is it back on track? Is it back where there, this is the three, five, two-year plan and we're not going to be schizophrenic as we've been, whether it was Theo to Sherrington to Dabrowski to Heim. Is this sort of where you see the team going the next three to five years? Is that organized and, and well-placed? Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. I think baseball can make you appear schizophrenic because it's so, it's so hard to predict and it's so hard. You know, I, I, look, last year, I mean, I think, you know, for, for the numbers geeks, Fangraphs had us at 88 wins. They had the top four teams in the American League East winning 88 games and um, obviously, that was dead wrong. We won 78 coming off of 2021 when we were two games going to the World Series. So that can look schizophrenic. But the truth is we brought back uh, most of the same team. We added Trevor Story to that team, and everything fell apart in July and August. So, um, But the plan to specifically address your question related to the organization being on track and what is the plan, the plan is very clear. It is to ferociously protect the best prospects in our system, have that next great Red Sox core group come along, spend at the major league level, and have uh, free agents come in that are with the guys that are there now to hopefully win now. Um, that's a very hard thing to do, to build for the future and to win now. That's the plan. Worked great in 2021. Didn't work so well in 2022. We heard about it last night. So, uh, yes, we hope we are back on track for 2023, uh, where we have a, a, a lot of new faces complementing some existing guys that have been here for a long time, and hopefully this group will get us back where we belong, and that's playing baseball in October. Red Sox President Sam Kennedy, our guest here on the Kennedy Carter Show, just another couple minutes. One of the other restless moments last night was in response to ticket prices. What's your answer to those fans who... You know, get upset at the high cost of Fenway Park. Yeah, it's um, look, I, I said it last night. The accessibility and availability of accessing Fenway Park changed my life. Uh, I got to go to games for two dollars when I was a kid. Uh, my dad was a member of the clergy and literally had a clergy pass. And I was able to go for two dollars. Literally 1970s, 1980s changed the trajectory, my, tra- trajectory of my life and my career. So we've tried to bring back programs for every single game at Fenway where you can come. If you're a student for $9, uh, we have $10 tickets, $20 tickets. Yes, we do have, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, we have high 
high ticket prices on the premium stuff, um, but it's incumbent upon us to keep the low end low so anybody can access Fenway. You can get into Fenway Park for less than a cost of a movie ticket. Um, we also do have high end ticket prices. We study the data very, very carefully. Fan Index, the team marketing report has us last year $61 a ticket for average ticket. Not to uh, throw shade at, at our, our, our colleagues around the Boston sports scene. But if you compare that number to the Bruins, the Celtics, and Patriots, they're all over $100. So professional sports is expensive. That's why we have to put a good product on the field. You have to have a good experience when you go to Fenway Park. But we recognize it's expensive, and we appreciate the sacrifice that our, our fans make to invest in the team. Now, we have to reciprocate that by investing uh, and, and putting a team that, that is worthy of their support each and every year on the field. And uh, last one for me, just sort of a general baseball economics. It seems like things have become less predictable, whether it's the Cohen ownership with the Mets, the Padres coming out of nowhere spending money. It used to be when you started, it was Steinbrenner, you know, the evil empire, as your old friend Larry would say. Yeah. And now it feels like you have what Boris used to create as these mystery teams that actually exist. Uh, How has that changed, and has it forced you guys to recalibrate how you view players reaching free agency? It's a great point, Chris. You know, the the industry has changed, and and post-COVID, post-pandemic, it's changed. I think it's attributable to owners that are some new owners that are in that are very committed to winning uh you you see a um a, a huge uptick you mentioned some of the teams you know that have been in on players that may not have been in the past the minnesota twins the san diego padres um obviously the yankees and the mets and red sox are in on free agency texas you know stepped up that's that's a good thing that means that the revenues are there uh to reinvest into players the industry bounced back from covid uh over 11 billion dollars in revenue last year of course about half of that goes to the players um and that's a good thing we have to keep growing this game growing the pie so we can keep uh the money flowing back to the players to our facilities um and i think that's what you're seeing owners that want to win they want to win now uh and that's a good thing it it does make it harder uh the american league east is going to be a really really tough division uh we know that um, and that's why we've got to uh, get got to get off to a good start. I mean, it sounds a little crazy, but March 30th is going to be here soon. We we have to have a good April and, and get going uh, because we know uh, that, that that to get back to the postseason, we're going to have to win 88 to 95 games. You got to be in that range in the American League East. It'll be a challenge, but I'm excited to get going. Thanks for your time as always. We'll see Thanks, you in Fort Myers and appreciate enjoy it. the rest of the weekend here in Springfield. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank Sam you, Sam. Sam Kennedy, president and CEO you. of the Boston Red Sox. Ken and Curtis show at Winter Weekend. We'll be right back. At Winter Weekend in Springfield, Massachusetts, it's the Ken and Curtis show. And my man, Chris Curtis. Fine job this morning talking baseball. You're a baseball guy, Curtis. I love it. My first love. Sam Kennedy, uh, his uh, chat will be available on the Odyssey app. If you missed it, you can scroll back, as is our dual interview with Cora and Sale in the 9 o'clock hour. I love that Sam interview. I, in, I, I, you guys are best buds now. God, it used to be I mean, icy between you two. I mean, I, I, if I were to say it on the air, I'll say it to him. I think their messaging sucked with Xander Bogarts. It didn't make sense when fans likely – we said this – However many times we talked about it. You got him to admit fault over that. Yeah. And well, I mean, that was, I mean the, the, the simple thing is that if you feel a certain way but are unable to fulfill whatever it is you're hoping inside of you to achieve, then it comes back to hurt you. If the messaging was this, 
if the messaging the day after Trevor Story signed was, it just doesn't seem like Scott Boris, blame him, it's always easy, is going to create a situation whereby we can achieve a long-term agreement with Xander Bogarts, thereby we signed insurance in Trevor Story, a guy that can play both positions, and then, at, as I said, if we asked everybody here, who would you rather have for 11 years, Xander? Or this guy walking past us right now? Right. They would have all said Devers. I mean, it's he's a guy that's not only younger. Xander didn't have a very good season. Boy, Devers looks jacked, by the way. Yeah. Wow, he looks in great shape. No, well, don't start the Best rumors. shape of his life. Yeah, I mean, I, I get you two confused all the time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, if you... If you promise someone that you're going to go somewhere and you're saying we're going to go to Grill 23 and you show up at the Sizzler, it kind of sucks even though if you just said all along we'll grab dinner, it's a different story. Can you understand, though, internally for them, not to take them off the hook because you're right about this, and especially based on it was even at the deadline they could have if they should have moved him in hindsight, but right. they were in the mix. They, he's their leader. They're trying to be like on his side. They tried to walk the line of supporting him while pretty much – I, they have in the back of their mind. They must have known he was. You gone. can't be all things to all people. I know they tried. Just like Ken, the station makes moves. Some people are connected to the old shows. They like it. They'll either stick around or they'll leave. You can't tell people to like something. Mm-hmm. They either will or they won't. Yep. And as long as you're trying to curry and, and manipulate public opinion, it's not going to be successful. Look, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the Bruins management team, detestable. The people that own the Bruins have been in Delaware or Buffalo, owning Delaware North. They haven't been local. They've had the highest prices. They screwed the fans over with the tight seats that they redid in the garden. You name it. But guess what? It's sold out every night because the Bruins are awesome. If you succeed, it doesn't matter who owns the team. Yeah. All right, coming up, Nick Pavetta at 11, David Ortiz in the noon hour, and Rob Bradford will join us. And also, Hein Bloom will join Arcan in the 1 o'clock hour today. He's also got Tanner Houck coming on, new relief pitcher Chris Martin. So, a cavalcade of Red Sox players today here is this on. The, is this the first Tanner ever to be interviewed on WEI? No, Chuck Tanner was interviewed by Dale uh, oh, back well. in the uh, 70s. <laughs> oh, Dale's here. Look at him. He's trying to steal home. <laughs> It's the football postseason as well, Curtis. Win or go home. And we've got all the news, all the takes, all the games, and our coverage of the NFL playoffs, including all four play-by-play games this weekend, is brought to you by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. We will talk to Red Sox starter Nick Pavetta when we return. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 